when those limiting beliefs come up, and this is often my my role, it's just challenging them a little bit, going, you know, where does that belief come from? So if I were coaching me in that moment, for example, and I went, well, I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> oh, what, a, what, what proof do you have of that? <laughs> How long would it take you to be homeless? What would have to happen for you not to be homeless? And just breaking up to your point that, you know, you talked about the, the we're on that revolving, like just swimming, 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 going around in circles. It's just being that person that breaks that up and just stops and goes, well, let's stop and face that a little bit. What's true in that? What's, what's not true? What do you want to be true? Let's go with what you want to be true. Let's get pulled by that. Welcome back to the Balance Boldly for Ambitious Women in Business and a Few Brave Men podcast. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen, as always, here to serve you fully by making sure that we talk about all the things you cannot get on Google. That's a thing, right? Like, have you guys realized that we live in a world where people Google things they already know? Like, they already know how to make a chicken. They already know how to get rid of heartburn. They already know how to clean their skin. But they're like, let me Google it to see if there's something else out there that I can get to use and put into my big, big, bold head full of all kinds of information that I don't need that then leads you into the rabbit hole of mind chatter, of not being able to calm down, of crazy anxiety. And then you wonder why you can't sleep. Mm hmm. That's a thing. So instead of forcing you into the rabbit hole of Google, I'm going to make sure that we have a beautiful, organic conversation with a dope sister who is here to set you straight. OK. All right. <laughs> I know you're like, oh, Nikita, you're off the charts all month. I know because it's Women's History Month and it's National Social Workers Month. And I happen to be both of those things. So we are absolutely going to be super high energy and off the charts today. That is why, my loves, I have to bring you this beautiful spirit, this amazing woman who's full of energy, and she even opened up her boundaries for us today because she is off today. She is like physically off of work, and she was like, no, my good friend Nikita called, so I came, and I'm going to make sure that I have a conversation for the gods just for you. So <laughs> on her day off, let me bring to you my friend, Yawande Faloyan. She's the founder and CEO of Atito, an alumnus to McKinsey and Company, and a former VP at Morgan Stanley. You guys heard of those people, right? Just a little bit, like a little bit, just heard of them. Mm -hmm. At Atito, Yawande and her team help leaders and serial high achievers accelerate to the next level of success by partnering with them to authentically fearlessly and confidently take strategic actions. Hmm. How can we use her services? I don't know, because that's all that Balance Boldly is talking about with you, right? Without the overwhelm and without the burnout is her specialty. Yolande, welcome to the Balance Boldly podcast. How are you on this beautiful day? Oh, I am so excited to be with you, Nikita. Like that was, that was amazing. And Yes, I'm on holiday, but this is part of my holiday. Like chatting with you is not work and chatting with your audience. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me on your show. No, I'm excited to have you for so many reasons. Um, you and I literally fell in love with each other when we were, we met as part of the same business incubator and we connected like, why did it take us so long to find each other? What is happening in our world? <laughs> I don't know, but better late than never. Better late than never. Not to mention that those of you who are unfamiliar with Yuande doesn't know that she's literally 
in a new country every time I talk to her. I think the last time I talked to you, you were in London, I think. And now where are where in the world is Yuande right now? I am in Lagos <laughs> in Nigeria. And it's partly because I don't like the cold. So <laughs> I come here to get some warmth while it's winter. And then I'll I'll be shipping myself back to the UK as it as it starts to warm up a little bit. I love that you do that um, here in the U.S. That would be uh, not quite as fancy, but similar to what people go from the East Coast to down to Florida, which is still technically on the East Coast, but it's warmer there. So we do the whole winter bird thing. Um, you, however, cross country. So that's pretty fancy, my love. I just have to give you kudos for that. I'll take <laughs> in the it. middle of shaping these leaders, right, that you're doing. I'll take it. I'll take it. I would love for you to share with everyone just a little bit uh, about the work that you're doing in the world, especially considering that you're doing all of this cross-continental with a lot of people all across literally the globe. Yeah. So I, I mean, first of all, and, and Nikita, you're right, we connected one just because I think I, I love your energy and we just like vibe so much. But similar to you, I love what I do. Like genuinely, it's, I, I sometimes wake up and I'm like, how did I find this thing? Um, but for the most part, I work with, as you said, like serial high achievers and leaders. And often it's funny because when you go through the coaching process, someone right at the start, like when I was going through my certification, someone right at the start was like, coaches eventually end up coaching themselves, <laughs> like in some weird therapeutic exception mm. style thing. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I kind of want to do something else. And lo and behold, made my way back <laughs> mm -hmm. to, to this, where I get the opportunities to work with people who I always say that my clients are successful, they've been successful, they will be successful, they don't need me for that. But they've yeah. reached a point where the success is either not enough, or it's not showing up in the way that works for them. And not just like within not just within the context, but within their whole lives. Right. So we partner together to get them to the place where they are leading their lives the way they want to. They're actually creating the success they want as opposed to the one they think they have to have or others say they should or they need to have. And then just coming out being, yes, I'm successful and I'm fulfilled and satisfied and energized and excited and creating my own boundaries. So it's super fun. Um, and I feel really privileged to have the opportunity to do that with people. I love that you became the you for your former self that you didn't have for other people, right? Like if you, you know, 10 years ago, where was the Yawande in your life, right? That could have helped you break those expectations that were no longer serving you, that were limiting you from living that fulfilled next level life without all the burnout and overwhelm that you now, you know, 10 years later are helping people with. And the fact that you can honor that this was something that you not only wish you had, but not just stay in that space of like, oh, you know, life would have been better. My professional career would have been, I don't know, faster, deeper, wider, whatever the thought process would be around it if I had it. But instead of sitting and wallowing in that, you became that for other people. Yeah, yeah. Which Every, is phenomenal. Everything's an opportunity, I would say. And in the same way that, yes, I agree, it would have been great to have me, so to speak, then to help me. Yeah. But every single one of those experiences means that I am that much more connected to my clients because, you know, I get the burnout. I burnt out twice in my, in my last job, which is ridiculous. But I don't take that as a failure. I take that as an opportunity that I can then inject into what I'm doing now to both help others, but also to help myself because it continues to be a journey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so what did burnout look like for you? Because um, your background is layered, right? Working in a 
you know, predominantly male dominated, um, Caucasian male dominated yep. field. What did burnout look like for you one of those two times? So the one I remember in particular, um, well, one, one I'll say that denial was definitely part of it, right? Because there's this feeling of, there was definitely this feeling of, I'm in this job, and it was when I was at McKinsey, which I love, but I'm in this job surrounded by people who are amazing and also very driven, who just have no stop button and doing stuff that I was excited about. So it's like, well, if I'm here, then I should be able to manage. I should be able to push myself. If they're giving me the work, I should be able to do all of it, right? <laughs> With like little sleep and no rest, but I felt like I should be the superwoman. And yeah. it hit me, the, the point that hit me was, I remember I did, um, actually I did a piece of work here in Nigeria. I'd been working across East and West Africa, like traveling, like just a silly person. Like now that I look back, I'm like, what is wrong with you? And my project ended in Nigeria. And I was like, oh, I'm here. I might as well take two weeks off to like recharge. Mm -hmm. so full two weeks. I was lit every day. The only thing I would do is I would wake up, I get showered. <laughs> at least I did that. I'd eat, then I'd <laughs> lie down on the couch and I would lay down mm -hmm. on the couch for the whole day. I, I yeah. physically did not have the energy emotionally and I only found this out later I was like snapping at people because mm -hmm. I just like emotionally I was drained spiritually I wasn't as connected um mentally I couldn't focus and interestingly when I went back to work the first thing I thought was you know what I just need to get back in it <laughs> like I'm, I'm literally <laughs> like barely able to get up and I'm like oh I'm just gonna push through um which makes sense because my my judgment was clouded it it just it yeah it it wasn't yeah, a good you, place. You were on a loop, right? Because yep. that's what we do as high achievers and as ambitious women and a few brave men who are out there that are willing to admit that you've been in a loop. We're literally stuck in this loop of when you slow down, you know, for the couch, right? The couch season that you had. When you slow down, there's the guilt and the shame of like, why aren't you doing more, even though you literally have nothing to give to this and your resolve, your solution, because you're in the loop is well, to get back into the swing of things. I have to just keep going. Get What, what is that uh, movie that the kids were watching back in the day? Uh, Nemo. Just keep okay. going. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Oh, I with, uh, oh yes. You have to watch it. Oh, it's oh, on I my list. Yes. Um, but I think her name is, is Dora or something. It's the little two fish. And she literally just says, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Like, when you don't know what else to do, just keep swimming. That's it. And um, right. And it's, it's that philosophy that you were like, well, I'm back to work. Got to get back to swimming. And, and didn't realize that you were drowning in the very water that you were swimming in. Yeah. hundred percent. And that was actually the first burnout. And then like literally six months later, I, I did it again. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. Yes. I think that's a great analogy just to keep going to almost because I don't know how to get out. Yeah, just it's the loop of our own narrative. So what what made you switch? What made you go through the second burnout and say, OK, enough is enough? Like, what was that moment? Was it a thing? Was it a person? Yeah. Was it a come to Jesus moment? <laughs> like, what was it for you? It's funny. It was a combination of a couple of things. Um, the first moment, and I didn't actually realize that this was the first moment, this is like hindsight 2020, was I remember mm -hmm. after my second burnout um, that year, I think there were a couple of events that happened in the UK that were just tragic. I think it was like the Manchester bombing mm -hmm. and there were a few things. Uh, and I remember yeah. looking to a friend and I was serious. I was like, if something happens to me and you come to my funeral and you say she worked hard, I will come back <laughs> and I will haunt you. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because I, I didn't think about it. I was joking, but not joking. But I think that was like the first trigger in my mind, which was like, this is not the life that I want to live. And then mm-hmm. fast forward about four or five months after that, I was due for a, a, a very specific promotion because I was moving sort of service lines and I wanted to go up at the moment and I didn't get it. And I was just like, we, we had a conversation, like every, every other conversation had been like, yeah, you're ready. And they're like, oh, but you've not been in the role long enough. Wait three more months and then it'll happen. And it was right before Christmas. I went on holiday for Christmas. And I remember before I went, I was like, I'm going to write a list. And I wrote, or not a list, a letter to myself. And I wrote, this is the reason, Derek Yewande, this is, these are the reasons why you're, you're leaving McKinsey. I wrote it down, mm. didn't think about it. When I got back, I reread the letter and I went, yeah. Because I, I, I realized that I was in a place where while I loved what I did, the exhaustion and the burnout and the sacrifice, was not worth it. And I knew that I could still achieve what I wanted and that joy of the stuff that I do without the burnout. Mm, girl, you are, I know I'm looking at my maracas right now and I want to shake them so bad. I know you're familiar with my maracas and yeah. I can hear the editor, who's my husband saying, why did you shake them over the audio? <laughs> like, <laughs> I hear him being like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> You guys can't no, we're see me. We're shaking. We're shaking the visible right? ones. We're visually shaking the maracas right now. So I won't give us that. Um, choosing my battles, people. Choosing my battles. But you are literally speaking my story. It was the same way for me as a clinical social worker. I loved what I did. I was really good at it. There is no harm in any of those moments of being in flow with all the work that I was doing. But what was missing is I wasn't in love with it anymore because of the burnout, because of the 16, sometimes 18 hour days, because of the sacrifice, because my family that I'm doing all this for wasn't getting the benefits of having their mom. And in my case, my husband, me around because I was always enthralled in everyone else's everything because of the system that I was connected to in the hospitals and the court systems and all of that. Um, And I knew that there was a way for me to still use my gifts without that bureaucracy, without that system, without those expectations that weren't serving me. And quite honestly, they weren't always serving our clients either Mm -hmm. to be stuck in that. I know you can relate to that. Yep. Woo, child, Morocco moment. Um, so you discovered along your journey, okay, um, I can do this differently. I'm going to do this differently. Did you experience any uh, question questionable moments or a dip in your thought process when you literally like handed in, you know, it might've been digitally, but you know, handed in your resignation, like, okay, what the hell did you just do? <laughs> like, did you have any of those moments or did you feel like super excited in that, questioning moment happened a little while later? It's, I think that's such a great, great question. Um, because I, I'll give you some context. In the, I'm not sure if you know this about me, Nikita, you may have sensed it, but I, I, I am very structured. I like planning. <laughs> She's like, yep, I can tell. Uh-huh. When I left, when I left Morgan Stanley, I basically found the person who was going to take over my job, secretly interviewed them, secretly checked with my team that they liked them. And then when I handed in my resignation, I was like, here's the person who's going to take over. And she did. So I like to plan. I How? was so tired. <laughs> like, I think it was just exhaustion. Um, so the one thing, to be fair, the one thing that I did have to do before I handed in my resignation was almost like the check to go, I do this, I'll be okay. 
So I was like, right. all right, if I quit without knowing what I want to do, I can still survive for X amount of time, right? I went through the mm -hmm. loop in my head of I'll be homeless. <laughs> and then I went, well, right. what would have to happen? Not only would I have to, have to blow, all, blow all my savings, but I'd have to have no one in my life who cares about me take care of me. Do you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So once I did that, to be honest, um, and I don't know that this would have been the case in every scenario. It may have just been because I was exhausted. It may have been because there was like there was something going on spiritually in terms of like me knowing that my purpose was out there. I don't fully know the combination, but it felt so right and super freeing. Yeah. You felt pulled forth. Yes. Mm -hmm. It, it no, wasn't, I, I there really wasn't as much of a struggle. I think you're absolutely right. It felt like a pull forward as opposed to be like fighting the push. Mm, I love that so much. So this brings me to the work that you do in the world with your clients, because some of them are pulled, but nervous because they want guidance to do this new thing, this part of themselves that they've never explored. They're not really sure what they want all the time, but they know that they want something different. Are you connecting with them? because you can come from that same space? Is that part of what attracts them to you? Or are they meeting you in a different realm of your life? And then as they become clients, you share with them, like, hey, like, I get you. Like, you don't have to be ashamed or feel backwards about this moment. Like, I've been here too, right? Like, where, where do you feel like your story comes up for your clients and the meeting of you to become a client? Or once they become a client and you're already like working with them and they're expressing their concerns about this new transition that they're in? Yeah, that's a that's that's a really interesting question. It's different for each client. So there's some mm -hmm. people there's some people who do their homework on me. <laughs> so they're like <laughs> digitally stalk you. <laughs> digitally stalk. Oh, I love to your point. Love the internet. You can Google anything. <laughs> you get the answer. <laughs> some people come in and they're like, I know that you've made this transition and you had this issue, these issues, and therefore that's why I want to work with you. Um, okay. There's some people who know nothing about me. All they know is that I worked at McKinsey or all they know is that I'm a leadership coach and they've mm -hmm. listened to, I don't know, my podcast or listened to what I have out there and they've gone, I connect with that. I, um, for me, it actually doesn't really matter because in our sessions, we, we don't talk about me. Mm. Because mm -hmm. my, my style of coaching is all about like core energy. And there's a fundamental belief that the answers are within each of us. And it's often about just giving yourself the space to explore those answers. And when those limiting beliefs come up, and this is often my, my role, it's just challenging them a little bit going, you know, mm -hmm. where does that belief come from? So if I were coaching me in that moment, for example, and I went, mm -hmm. well, I'm going to be homeless. <laughs> oh, what, a, what, what proof do you have of that? <laughs> Exactly. How long would it take you to be homeless? What would have to happen mm -hmm. for you not to be homeless? And just breaking up to your point that, you know, you talked about the, the we're on that revolving, like just swimming, 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 going around in circles. It's just being mm -hmm. that person that breaks that up and just stops and goes, well, let's stop and face that a little bit. What's mm -hmm. true of that? What's, what's not true? What do you want to be true? Let's go with yeah. what you want to be true. Let's get pulled by that. Mm, I love this so much. And I already know that those who didn't digitally stalk you and do their homework that weren't, you know, that weren't that person. I'm, I'm a digital stalker. So, Me too. you know, you're talking I to me, it. right? <laughs> 
but for those that didn't digitally stalk you and maybe came in uh, from someone who referred them that they really trust and admire. So there was like a, a jumping past a lot of the questions into like, hey, my friend Nikita referred me. So I already know this is a done deal. How do we get started? When that happens, because you have that coaching style of pulling from core energy, they can already intuitively, even if they're not aware that it's in intuition, they intuitively connect to this person is speaking from experience, not just based on the clients she served, but she's speaking with the experience of empathy and understanding that she's walked some level of the energy that's attached to this walk, even if it wasn't the exact road, right? Um, and people feel it and it makes them want to stay and push past their own issues, which is why they have to have someone like you in their life and in their leadership. Thank you. I love, I love mm, that. You're so awesome. You're so awesome. Okay. So, because I'm about to ask you like 25 more questions, but I want to be mindful that this is holiday and boundaries, Nikita, boundaries. Uh, so, <laughs> how do you give yourself permission to pause at the end of you know, a really powerful month or quarter when you've just done such great work and you need to have that, that space for yourself. What does permission to pause look like for you these days? Mm. So I like that you added these days because it's been very different <laughs> at different points in my life. Um, mm -hmm. In, I think, it, let me start historically because it feels like it's evolved so much. Previously, yeah when in my burnout phase, it was more about recovery, right? So my two weeks off mm -hmm. that time, it was like my permission is because I physically, it's almost like I've injured my, my leg. I have no choice but to recover. After yeah. that, it was more about, oh, I'm excited to have this balanced life. For me, it's slightly different now, which is interesting um, because part of the coaching I do on leadership is performance as well. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's, it's almost evolved from a permission to pause, almost like, pause is something that I need to be um that needs to have permission to like the pause is a game changer for me right uh -huh. it, it's what amplifies amplifies my performance and it yes. brings so much value and power to my uniqueness um and I give myself permission like I'm I'm on holiday right now if something comes to mind that I'm excited about with the business I will send a message to my assistant or to my team mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that because I know that I've created this space to pause and the permission is almost like a, it's just a constant permission because I know that it's so fundamental to me just being a better leader, a, you know, a better um, sister, a more connected friend, a more energized person in general. Like it's just part of me. Um, I don't know if I answered the question around permission specifically, but it's yeah. integrated in my life, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It's you've, you've embraced that permission is crucial for your success. Like that it's an ongoing, it's no longer the thing that you have to lean into when you're two seconds from needing an IV stuck in your arm, because <laughs> right? Like you're just like, I have, I'm dehydrated on all the levels of my life, um, which is what it used to be when you were, you know, in your other kind of corporate hat. Well, now you're like, no, I get that the recharge is a part of what helps me amplify my, my own performance and walk the talk, literally, um, you guys can't see this because only Yuande and I are in visual, but it's so you can live fully, yeah. like completely. Yeah. You guys are like, what's happening there? I'm just standing up and clearly showing my sweatshirt. So, <laughs> um, but it's really so you can walk your talk and be a living example of the things that you're teaching and preaching and, and serving in the world, which is 
it's, I think, a game changer in and of itself that you are no longer the person who's just like acknowledging your your mental skill set of I know the things because we know that, right? Like companies will know the core principles or the guiding principles, but they're not actually enforcing the guiding principles. They're not living the mission and vision that they have plastered all along the hallways of their buildings, right? Or the proverbial buildings. And you're like, no, I'm not going to be that person anymore that knows the things. I'm going to execute the things starting with me first. And for that in and of itself, I have to applaud you. Oh, thank you, Nikita. And and, and with that, if I could steal something that you said earlier, which just connected with me, is um, I think the, the the shift as well is that the pause is now a pull forward, right? You talked about that pull, so I'm not fighting it. Um, and if any, like your audience take anything away from this, I think having that mindset shift from I have to, I should give myself permission to pause to actually the pause that like I'm connecting that to the pull, to the thing that I want. For me personally, it's performing better as a leader, right? And having more people's yes. life. It might be different for someone else. Connect it and then it becomes a pulling factor and you're not fighting against it. So I'm, I'm stealing that from you, the, the pull piece. I'm giving it. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm giving it freely. <laughs> You are so amazing, Yawande. How can people connect with you and learn more about how to work with you, how to follow you, where they can meet you in these virtual streets? Um, how awesome. can they get near you? So um, the great thing with my name, although it was weird when I was a child, is I am really SEOable. So if you just put Yawande Palio into, into Google, there's only one. I keep track of that and I haven't found anyone yet. But the easiest way to connect, I love connecting with my tribe and people who resonate. So if anything I've said has resonated, just connect on LinkedIn. Um, that's usually the best place to, place to find me. Although I'm on all social media, if you just look Yoande Fallian or at Yoande Fallian. And then my website is otitaconsulting.com. But I know you'll have that in the show notes as well. So just click the I link. I definitely will. Click the link. <laughs> Make you know, easy. I'm smiling so hard because I'm like, yeah, no one has your name yet. But now that you said that on ah! here, there's going to be like a hundred babies name you one day in the next 15 years. Just so like, oh, well, I, that's a unique name. Now I'm going to have it for my kids. Just so you know, that, that, that's yeah. happening. I'm good. So you know. <laughs> I'm good at my team to like buy every domain. <laughs> exactly. And Instagram handle Instagram. and all of that. Because these, these babies have Instagram pages before they're out there. Mother's uterus is the whole know. thing now. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> you have been pure joy on all the levels. I'm so grateful that the world has birthed you out of it. And so you've stepped into your own full self so that you can be here for everyone who didn't have a Yawande in their life, that you are now here and accessible. And I have to say, extremely organized. I'm already loving your assistant, by the way. Like mm, that's, a, Charlotte that's a real thing. Amazing. Yeah. So make sure Charlotte hears that. Shout out to Charlotte. She's she's pretty dope. I was very impressed. I was like, yes, honey, you are on this. She was on it. <laughs> I'll let her know. She's and amazing. I, she is amazing. And I contribute that partially to you as a leader, right? Like you leading people in your organization, very similarly to how you are helping the leaders that come to you grow and for them to be better leaders and the work that they do. It's showing up. Proof is in the pudding, mama. It's right there. Thank you so <laughs> much, Nikita. You don't even know how much it's a pleasure to, to have you invite me on your show. So I'm so excited that we were able to do this. Wow. Stop it. Any final words for the audience? Any gift that you would like, like them to take away? 
Um, so one thing, it's not, it's not quite a gift. I mean, online, you can go on my website and they're all like the freebies and stuff. But if you are looking to, um, looking for support, because sometimes I find that just finding your tribe to help you support makes such a huge difference, right? I think we've talked about this, Nikita, like having mm-hmm. our, our spheres in our circles. So um, there are two things. I have a group program, which you can kind of join. And if you go to my website, you'll see that there. But if it's sort of like low-key support and you want to do it now, I've got a, both a LinkedIn and a Facebook group um, called Next Level Leadership. But again, if you find me, just connect with me. Um, I or Charlotte or someone in my team will help you get there. <laughs> and we'd love to have you because I learn as much and am inspired as much by the people in my tribe as um, hopefully they are <laughs> and learn from me as well. That's the sign of a good leader. I'm loving everything that I'm hearing, Yuande. This is what I'm talking about. This is how you balance boldly. You're so amazing. And I really do commend you for taking this time out with me on your holiday, which I'm going to start saying because I just say day off because I'm American, right? But Yuande's like, no, this is not what we're going to do. We're going to use professional like UK level <laughs> language. This, I'm on holiday today. <laughs> so on your holiday that you took this time with us. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Highlight of my day. such a gift all right balance boldly listeners do you not already love her so much and see that we still ended up circling back to having you google her but you're doing it for a different reason you're just trying to plot out like will your kids and your grandkids have this name now that's that's really what this is about but the fact that you were able to go behind the curtains and really have an idea of not just what it looks like because you're all adults, you're all ambitious, you're all brave. You've been through your own circle of imposter syndrome and burnout and confidence challenges and all the things that kind of come up as we're moving through transitions. But to hear it from someone who looks like you, who has moved through corporate like you, who has dealt with not just going through it, but still sticking in it and trying to push through it, very similar to you. And knowing that you have a you for you that is out here now. And I encourage you, to follow Yuande Faloyan. She is dope. She is everything that she said she is. Trust me, I digitally stalked her. I vetted her, just so you know, before we became friends, okay? Um, So make sure that you know that you're getting a very good recommendation because I do not play reindeer games on any level. Um, With that said, I want you to continue to share, to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if this is your first time listening to us to make sure you get the notification. So when your one days of the world are coming to the podcast and you want this fresh new introspective, you know, behind the scenes view of what's going on and not just a bunch of business tips. We want you to get those notifications. So make sure that you are a subscriber because then it will pop up in whatever podcast player that you're using. Because thankfully and gratefully, we are everywhere from Spotify, Pandora, A-L-E-X-A that I won't say out loud because minds will turn on, you know, all the places that you can find podcasts, we are there. So make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you have any questions or issues that come along, or you just want to share like some feedback, please email me at asknikita at thinkpro.com. You can also find me in those same places at asknikita everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, I'm there. I will be honest. Um, My favorite place to play in the DMs actually is Instagram. So if you actually want me, then you're going to want to hit me on Instagram um, and just DM me like, oh my God, Yawande was the best. Thank you for having her. You have to have her come back. And I will definitely oblige because we already love her. 
you might also ask for someone that I don't want to have back and I will let you know that we're not going to do that again. So um, feel free to connect with me so we can move on. And of course, if you are a married woman entrepreneur, as usual, the best place to continue conversations are in the Certified Selfish community on Facebook. All you have to do is look up Certified Selfish and come right on in, ask a few questions. And if we like you enough, we will let you in. If we don't, you won't. Don't be offended. Just keep listening to the podcast and then maybe we'll start to like you again. So <laughs> until next time, um, I'm going to con- continue to encourage you to enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it boldly. Bye.